What's up, everybody? Welcome to a special, bittersweet in a way, happy hour edition of the Rational Rage podcast. Uh, For those of you tuning in for the first time, quite possibly for the last time, I am your host. My name is Spiro. And why am I saying that? Why am I starting off like this? It's because I'm going to be taking a brief hiatus You know, I'm going to take a little break from the podcasting. Got a lot going on. Podcasting is not necessarily a hobby, but it sort of has to be. I don't live off of this podcasting thing, you know. I have a day job. I also have a personal business of mine, and business has picked up. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm not going to have enough time and energy to divide myself to stretch myself over everything and you know and I don't want to I don't want to put out a product that's not gonna be my best you know that I'm not gonna be able to put my all into so um this isn't gonna be a goodbye it's gonna be more of a see you later but you know what let's make the most of this like I said this is the happy hour you know it's the end of the week and um today I'm drinking Bacardi but not just any regular Bacardi. I'm having uh, a special extra rare gold rum, aged 10 years, special reserve. And yeah, I'm drinking solo, guys. I think I earned this drink. You know, I like to drink with company, but it's all right to have a little drink if you want to just mellow out, and especially after a hectic day, man. And you know, it's been quite hectic lately. Uh, gotta deal with a lot of fucking clowns, man. You know? Yeah, gotta deal with a lot of clowns, and most of the clowns, well, definitely the biggest clowns. The biggest clowns are the fucking bosses. And, you know, I work for the government. I've spoken about this before. They let me do my podcast as long as I don't mention them and say who I work for. But I'm gonna talk some shit right now. Ah, but I'm talking shit. But it ties into one of the questions that people ask me about a lot. You know, those of you who are long-time listeners know I spent 13 years in the Army. I was a sergeant. I've been in a leadership position for half of, you know, maybe more than half of my military career. So I know a thing or two about leading, okay? And leading by example is how a true leader should lead. And you lead from the front. Unfortunately out here in the civilian world we got way too many bosses and not enough leaders and it's no different where i work and you know a lot of people they're always talking about leaders versus bosses what are the differences between leaders and bosses what would a leader do in place of what the boss is doing and vice versa well first of all you should never concern yourself with what a boss does you never want to be a fucking boss okay I mean, the only kind of people who want to be a boss are fucking selfish, greedy motherfuckers. People who are leaders, even if you're not a born leader, people who want to lead, people who truly want to lead are normally selfless people, people that put others before them, people that want to be the example, people that want to be relied upon, people who want to take on challenges and tasks and, um... A boss is mainly concerned with the benefits, the rewards. They're not too interested in in how they get there. They're not too interested in... They don't care about their subordinates, okay? Uh, They view everybody as a fucking drone, 
as a robot to do their bidding, to help them shine. Whereas the leader looks at everybody on the team as, well, you know, part of the team. And your team is like your second family. And in some cases, you know, they become more family than your actual family. Sounds weird. It sounds crazy. But depending on what line of work you're in, your team, you know, you spend more time with them than your actual family. And you get to know each other on a deeper level. Um, you learn each other's secrets. You learn each other's psychology and what makes each other tick. And you kind of gain an understanding of everybody, of each other, in a way that sometimes your own family doesn't. You're at home, but, you know, when you get home, it's time to unwind. You know, you got your family duties and all that shit, but they don't really see you in action, your family, you know? They don't see you in action. They don't really get that insight that somebody that deals with you on a daily basis in the thick of things, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I hope I'm making sense here. But yeah, anyways, the leader sees you, you know, as a member of a team, a member of a family, and your leader takes care of you because at the end of the day, when you take care of your troops, your troops will take care of you. A true leader brings everybody together. A true leader tries to resolve any conflicts within his team. A boss could care less if you knock each other out, if, if you fucking kill each other, as long as you don't do it at work, you know? But a true leader understands that for a team to work as a functioning unit, everybody needs to be cool. Everybody needs to, you know, everybody needs to work together. So anything that might disrupt a cohesive unit, a true leader finds a way to mitigate and squash it and, you know, bring everybody together. A boss is more interested in numbers, regardless of your safety. With a leader, it's about mission first, but safety always. So your well-being is is a big concern for the leader. Yeah, you know, and it's not just about your physical well-being, but your mental well-being, a true leader, somebody that listens, whether you're a soldier or in whatever industry you're in or line of work, a true leader always listens to his to his soldiers, to his subordinates and tries to give advice, you know, tries to help. And if he can't provide the adequate help, finds a way to get that help for that person, that human being. And like me, with my soldiers, I was always that guy, all right? They can come to me with anything, anything whatsoever. You know, I never I never judged any of my soldiers. I, I treated them all fair. I treated them all equally. I listened to everybody, any issues, whether it was personal issues, um, pay issues, whether it was professional issues, whatever the fuck, you know, a true leader listens and helps his soldiers out, man. I mean, that's your family. Like I said, that's your second family. Honestly, you rely on them just as much as they rely on you. So again, take care of your soldiers. Your soldiers will take care of you. And I'm not saying that the military is full of leaders. Not everybody in a leadership position in the military is a leader. Uh, no. You know, a lot of people, and I love and I appreciate the support that the troops get, but a lot of people are, are under this impression that everybody in the military is spit-shined and squared away, um, have no faults, and, you know, they're fucking the most disciplined human beings. But that's just it. You know, we're fucking human beings. All right. And there's no human being on the planet that has no faults. And not everybody who's wearing stripes or 
or bars or whatever your fucking rank is, is a leader. Believe it or not, man, there's a lot of bosses in the military as well. Man, I think that was most evident when I was stationed in Korea. My unit was full of bosses. Uh, I'm not saying that I was the only leader, but there were a lot of piece of shit prick bosses wearing stripes who, you know, didn't deserve to wear stripes. Anyways, yeah, man, you know, and the leader, like I said earlier, like I said before, the leader leads from the front. Your leader doesn't say, take that hill. Your leader says, let's take that hill. And he's at the front. Whereas a boss is a piece of shit. He's like, take that hill. When you make it to the top and you plant the flag, let me know. Send me a fucking email or or a message or something. Call me. I'll be in the office in the AC or in the heat. I'll be checking my emails or I'll be on Facebook while you go up there and suffer casualties and uh, whatever the fucking case is in your line of work. Yeah, so nine times out of ten, man, you know, a boss is uh, a piece of shit, man. A glorified piece of shit. And my motherfucker with no real personal skills, a selfish prick, motherfucker that doesn't care what it takes to get what he wants, doesn't care how many fucking, how many he has to sacrifice, as long as he gets his numbers, as long as he gets his money, as long as he meets his quota, whatever. And those are some differences between leaders and bosses, you know? So which are you? You're in the leadership position. You're a supervisor, you're a manager, you're, I don't know, something, whatever the fuck you are. Are you a leader or are you a boss? And don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Be honest with yourself. I mean, you know, if you're a boss, chances are your workers, your employees, whatever, don't even fucking respect you. But if you at least be honest with yourself and with them about what a piece of shit you are, they can respect that much. I'm sure that's worth something, you know? But then again, you don't care. If you're a boss, you don't care. So it doesn't fucking matter, man. It doesn't, no, it it just doesn't matter. Oh, man. Anyways, let me tell you, man, I really like this rum. I normally drink the white or the silver rum. I think Bacardi changed it. It used to be called silver. I think it's called white now. And uh, they got Bacardi white, Bacardi black. They got this one, the one that's aged 10 years. They got one that's aged 8 years. I've never tried that one. They got Añejo. I love Bacardi. I've been to the Bacardi house. I think I've mentioned this before, man. Beautiful garden, man. A beautiful garden. You go in there. You walk through the house. And, um, you know, they've taken really good care of it over the years, over the decades. I believe there's a little theater where you actually see a film about the history, if I remember correctly. I've been there twice now. I've been there twice. You know what, man? Bacardi should fucking think about sponsoring the show, man, I think. You know, I mean, I've drinking more Bacardi while recording this than anything else. You know, and I've mentioned Bacardi more than anything else. So, Bacardi, if anybody that works for Bacardi is listening to this, hit me up. And everybody can hit me up. Whoever wants to hit me up can hit me up via email at rationalrage.mailbag at gmail.com. Or you can head over to the beautiful website, www.rationalrage.com, and let me know what's up. So what else has been going on? Um, oh, so guess what? My daughter's school had a Halloween party. Yeah, but here was the catch. It was after school, so that only people that celebrate Halloween could come. But not only that, 
we had to buy tickets to attend it and it was only for an hour or actually an hour and a half and uh yeah i mean you know i god man you know I went from my daughter, and I understand that it's a kid's party, but Jesus Christ, man, if I'm being honest, man, I wanted to shoot myself. I was just fucking bored out of my mind. I walk in wearing a mask. Uh, my daughter went as Pennywise. I had this mask on. Uh, how would you describe it, man? It was like some kind of a ghost or a spirit or something, a demon. I don't know, man. It was pretty much a black balaclava with only two holes for the eyes. So it was hard to breathe in that thing. And it was tight as fuck. I mean, you know, I've been told that I have a big head. Okay, so whatever, man. But yeah, man. Uh, And it had the fucking designs of like some kind of a demon or something or a skull. But, you know, the important thing is that my daughter had a good time. And it was great. You know, whatever the case, whatever the fucking bullshit, you know, she had a good time. All right, so I'm glad we went just for that. But anyways, yeah, back to the mask. I almost forgot. So I walk in with her. I'm wearing a mask, and I don't know who this lady was. And she looks at me, and she's like, oh, sorry, no mask. And I'm like, what? Wait, wait, wait a fucking minute. It's Halloween. This is a Halloween party, a Halloween costume party. No masks. No masks are allowed. So that motherfucker there wearing that COVID mask, whatever you call those masks, surgical mask, whatever the fuck. And nothing against people that still wear those masks, okay? This is fucking America. It's a free country. If you want to wear a fucking diaper on your head, if you want to wear a fucking bra around your face, whatever the fuck, you can do that. And fuck what anybody thinks, okay? And there's nothing wrong with you wanting to protect yourself, whether there is a danger or not. So whatever the fucking case. Okay, you want to wear a mask, wear a fucking mask. Fuck what anybody thinks. Anyways, so I'm like, but they're wearing a mask. And they're like, yeah, but you know, that's an exception. Wait a minute, how the fuck is she allowed to wear that mask, but I'm not allowed to wear this mask? And it's Halloween, and this is a a fucking costume party, but I can't wear a mask? Then what's the point? And, you know, she was like, Eh, whatever, okay, that's fine. I'm like, yeah, that's fucking fine. Yeah, I'm coming in wearing my fucking mask. It looks cool. It's fucking tight as fuck, and I can't breathe, but it looks fucking cool. And it's scary. It's fucking scary. Anyways, yeah, you know, man, Halloween costumes, man, I, I'm i not the... <sighs> Listen, everybody could do whatever they want, and some people are really creative. I got a buddy of mine. He was a serial killer. A serial killer? What do you wear as a serial killer? Well, he made a fucking gigantic box of cereal that he put on himself and he carried a knife. He was a serial killer. And that's cute and that's cool. But me, when it comes to Halloween, man, I don't know, man. I just, I like to take it to the next level. And I try to top what I did the prior year. Now, to be honest, I haven't been as creative in the last two years or so because I just haven't had the fucking time. But, you know, I'm the kind of guy that I like to get the props. I like to get whatever, man. I like to create something that's just going to fucking blow somebody away. You know, I want somebody to see me and say, oh, shit, man, that's fucking crazy. Oh, shit, that's fucking cool. Whatever the case. Um, You know, like somebody, a regular dude 
wants to go as a zombie, he's going to paint his face gray or green, put some black around his eyes. Hey, I'm a zombie. Look at me. Uh, brains. Uh. Nah, man. I like to make it look like realistic, like what a zombie might look like. Like uh, a few years ago, I went as a zombie and my fucking makeup looked like it came out of The Walking Dead, man. That's how dope it was. You know, that's, that's what I do. I don't know, man. I think that if you're going to wear a costume... You got to get creative, man. And you got to go all the way, man. You know what I'm saying? You got to go big. You can't just wear a fucking regular domino mask. You know, a domino mask is like what? I guess the Lone Ranger wore. The stupidest shit. Because you know what, man? If the Lone Ranger was my neighbor, Rick, and I saw the Lone Ranger, I would have been like, oh, shit. Hey, Rick, is that you? No, I'm the Lone Ranger. No, Rick, it is you. You know what I'm saying, man? I mean, you know, that's fucking lazy. I mean, if you don't want to fucking... If you're not going to have fun, then don't even bother. Then then don't show up. Don't go to a fucking costume party wearing the shitty clothes you wore all day and then just throw on a fucking domino mask or throw on a fucking Jason mask. Hey, everybody. Hi. You know, you fucking show up to the party and it's like, who invited the cool guy? Who the fuck is this guy? The fuck out of here, man, you know? Anyways, you know, I guess I could be a bit of a Hollywood, uh, Hollywood uh, Halloween snob. And uh, the Halloween activities haven't ended yet. I haven't gone to any haunted houses yet, but I will. Uh, We're still going to be doing some Halloween-related stuff. Me and the family, or the family and me, if I'm speaking in correct English. Anyways, you know, man, I'm fucking tired as fuck. I really am, man. You know, I just got off of work. I'm here drinking solo because... Because I just... I just needed to be alone, man. I just needed to just be alone, have a drink by myself, and relax. Ah, man, I'm telling you, man, I I don't know. I don't know. And don't worry, you know, the way I'm sounding, don't think that I'm going to go postal and I'm going to go fucking shoot up anything. That No, no, that's not going to fucking happen. You know, I'm probably going to go play some Call of Duty and shoot some shit up there, but that's later. That's fucking later because, you know, as tired as I am, the family wants to go out. And you got to make your family happy because if you don't make the family happy, then they're going to make your life fucking miserable. Okay? Yeah. Because then you got to sit there. First of all, you're fucking trying to stay awake, all right? Because you want to spend some time with them. You want to make them happy and shit. But if you don't do what they want, if you don't want to take them out, go to the special place that they want to go, you're going to sit there fucking listening to them complain and bitch and who the fuck wants to deal with that? You know, you're better off just going out to do whatever the fuck it is they want to do, knock it out, get it out of the way, come back home, I don't know, throw in a movie, have a drink, plop yourself on the fucking couch and get some rest, God forbid, or... What I plan on doing is, I plan on going home to play some Call of Duty. Yeah, the new one, uh, Modern Warfare 2. I did the early access to the campaign thing, and uh, I actually enjoyed it. I liked the campaign. Um, Listen, man, you know, you got people reviewing this. Uh, I swear to God, man, some people, man. Some people are, some video game reviewers are just as bad as film reviewers movie reviewers whatever it's like there was this one review i think it was on fucking kotaku and shit i don't know man that's like i I don't know too much okay i'm just i'm talking out of my ass here i think that's like the fucking 
end all be all a fucking geek culture, I think. Like when it comes to fucking reviewing uh, video games and all that shit, I think people tend to listen to them. There's also IGN. Uh, but anyways, the person reviewing it on that was talking about how it's boring. The campaign is boring. Listen, man, if that's your experience, I don't know, man. Then that's your experience. Cool. But you see, I don't shit on anybody for simply not liking something that I like because we all have different tastes. Uh, we don't all look at things in life through the same lens. But then he started breaking down about, uh, you know, that this game has a predetermined path that it wants you to take. It doesn't give you the option to explore their environments and blah, 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 blah. And I'm here thinking, wait a minute. Is this the first Call of Duty you ever played, motherfucker? And you're basing everything in this review on that? Since when has Call of Duty ever been about exploring environments and shit? Since when? Since day one, Call of Duty, and please correct me if I'm wrong, anybody out there, Hit me up at rationalrage.mailbag at gmail.com or www.rationalrage.com or DM me on Instagram, the underscore rational underscore one one spelled with a zero. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? But haven't all Call of Duties been designed that way? Isn't like Call of Duty designed as if it was a blockbuster action flick that you're interacting with i mean that's been my experience with it that's what i think it's been you know it's never been about exploring your environments and whatever the fuck it is this motherfucker thought he was gonna do so that's why i thought that this motherfucker this is probably the first call of duty he's ever played but whatever man uh so i played the campaign i finished the campaign within a few days i mean if you play you know man you could play it you could beat it in one day you could beat it in a matter of hours just don't have that kind of time so i beat it over a few days and i enjoyed it there's a few things i like spoiler alert first of all i like that they didn't kill off ghost i like that they didn't kill off uh soap did soap die in the original Modern Warfare 2, or did he die in Modern Warfare 3? I can't remember right now, but I like the narrative. There's a lot that I like about this game. Uh, I don't care how good the graphics are. You know, my main thing is me as a guy that doesn't have enough time to fucking play. Is the game playable? Is the narrative that interesting that it's going to keep me engaged and keep me wanting to come back? And it was. It was. And uh, I beat it. It set up the next one, Modern Warfare 3. It sets that up at the end with a familiar name. Again, spoiler alert, um, the team is in a bar having a few drinks after successfully completing their mission. The CIA lady shows them a picture, says, hey, you know, there's a new player. Price sees it. He's like, nah, man, this guy's not new. And he passes the picture to Gaz. Gaz passes it to Soap. And Soap passes it to Ghost. And everybody's like, yeah, we know this fucker. We know this fucking guy. And it turns out that it's Makarov. But then there's a post-credit scene. And spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Everybody's familiar with this, right? One of the most, if not the most controversial moment in all of gaming history, which is, you know, the famous no Russian mission or level, whatever you want to call it. But they do it different. They don't kill anybody. Well, they don't show it. But it's about to go down. The way they do it here is they're on a plane. There's a plane in flight with passengers. And um, one of the guys 
has a phone and he's getting text and it's pretty much telling him the mission's a goal, do what you came to do. And uh, the last text says, no Russian. This guy is fucking taking things apart and he's putting together one of those fucking plastic guns that I guess you make with a 3D printer and shit. The guy puts the phone in this drink and the phone gets fucked up and it ends as these guys are gonna hijack the plane and whatever. I guess they're gonna kill everybody on the plane. I don't know. So they teased or, or they alluded to to that moment, to that infamous moment in gaming history, which I think people overreacted to it. I never understood what everybody's fucking deal is when they do things in a movie or they show things in a movie and everybody's like, oh my God, I think he went too far. Like, oh, I'm like, I can't believe they showed that in that movie. Like, Motherfucker. You know, the point of movies is to show you something, whether it's based on real life or not, whether it's fact or fiction, whether it's fucking whatever, is to show you something that's true to life to inject some kind of realism and you know what a lot of these things that you're offended over seeing they actually happen in everyday fucking life so i mean like if you're gonna make a fucking movie about a fucking cannibal and they show a guy eating a fucking corpse or whatever the fuck i mean the guy's a cannibal what is he supposed to do with that body or you know if you show a piece of shit creep raping somebody hey man that happens and guess what if you feel the way you feel and you're offended by it then good because that's what you should feel as a human being don't call for the ban of a fucking movie or something because they're showing you this but be happy that you're actually disgusted by it because you know to some people on this planet seeing shit like that it's like porn and they get excited over it. And if you're one of those people, then we need to find you and we need to put a bullet in your fucking head quick before you go claiming victims and shit. Anyways, man, I think I've been going on long enough. I mean, my drink's about done. I'll keep going for a little bit more. You know what? I haven't done a fight show in a while. Yeah. So I watched, uh, no, what the fuck am I saying? I didn't watch Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva because I didn't have time to watch it. So I can't really talk about it. Only thing I'll say is I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked. Anderson Silva, he's in his 40s. How old is he? I'm not sure. But he's been fighting for so many years. And the fighter life, it catches up to you, man. It catches up to you. Um, in the fight game, you can turn old overnight. You know, I mean, it can catch up to you early. It can catch up to you late. Bernard Hopkins is a guy that fought well into his fucking late 40s. I mean, did he fight past 50? I can't really remember. But there's not too many Bernard Hopkinses out there, man. I mean, the guy just, aside from living clean and taking great care of himself, the guy also knew how to adjust his fighting style in order to uh, make up for shortcomings. Because listen, you just got to accept it. As you get older, there's parts of you that deteriorate, you know? But anyways, Jake Paul, man, you know, I, I said it before. When he first started fighting, I was like, what the fuck, man? You know, has it come to this? Because, you know, man, boxing was hurting for a bit, man. But 
then I became a supporter. I'm not saying I'm a fan, but I definitely support what he's doing because, you know, he brought a lot. He brought a lot of life to a sport that really didn't have too many stars. I mean, back in the fucking early 2000s and the 90s and before that, boxing was loaded with fucking stars. And we had a few crossover stars, you know, but in the last few years, not really, you know, aside from guys like Canelo, Pacquiao, who's done Mayweather. But anyways, um, but not only that, man, you know, he uh, he put in the work and listen, he's gotten better with every fight. He's gotten better, you know, and he's had the luxury of having that status and commanding the audience that he does. And, you know, he's had the luxury of picking and choosing his fucking fights. And, you know, he he said that his goal is to be a world champion. Easier said than done. Honestly, I don't see him right now. And, you know, I don't want to... I mean, I doubted him before, but to be a world champion boxer... Listen, he's been staying busy, all right? He's in great shape. I think his cardio has improved. Um, The guy looks like he has quick hands. He looks like he can punch. And he knows what he's doing. I mean, you know, he's got his flaws just like any other fighter. Even fighters who fight at the highest level. Everybody's got flaws. But uh, he's he's putting in the work, and I'm curious to see where he goes next. I think he has to fight. Uh, Anderson Silva is a ranked fighter, uh, not a highly ranked fighter. I'll give him credit for this fight because even though Anderson Silva is past his prime, he's a fighter who's actually ranked as a professional boxer. And it's Anderson Silva, man. I mean, yeah, sure, a past his prime Anderson Silva, but we need to start seeing Jake Paul fighting you know, a young, capable fighter, even if it's a fucking journeyman. Uh, I mean, he's always going to have his haters. He's always going to have fucking doubters and skeptics, whatever the fuck. All oh, this fight is fucking... I guarantee you there's a million people talking about how he probably bought Anderson Silva. Whatever, man, whatever. But one way to fucking silence those guys is to, you know, fight a legit boxer. Not taking anything away from Anderson Silva, but at 40-plus something years and uh, with a record of three and two is it no man i think it's time i I think it's time he fights somebody with an equal record to his or somebody that's you know has had like 10 or 12 fights get the right fighter match him up and let's see what happens you know anyways man i'm about to take the last gulp of my drink i babysat this drink for as long as i could but i think it's time for me to hit the road man i think it's time for me to to end this show uh so, like I said before, I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to go on a little hiatus. Um, this dick and this piece of shit fucking car, man. You know, it, it's like your, your car sounds like shit, motherfucker. You know, and it's falling apart. It's a Beamer. It's a Beamer, but it's a fucking ugly ass color. The thing looks like it's falling apart. It sounds like shit. And I swear to God, I edited it out. This is like the only thing that I that I edit out because, you know, I've been recording in my car. But every time I record, and thankfully this motherfucker came in at the end, all right? But every time I record, this motherfucker always shows up at some point and wants to turn on his piece of shit car that sounds like shit. 
you know, it reminds me of those motherfuckers. Uh, it reminds me of that episode of South Park where those bikers are revving up their engines because they want everybody to look at them. You know, they're like, chicken spears, chicken spears, you know, because it's like the citizens of South Park decided we're not going to pay these guys any mind. We're going to ignore them. And that fucked with them. That fucked up their whole psychology. And there he is. And there he is driving off in his piece of shit fucking car. Get the fuck out of here. Anyways. Yeah, man. uh, Listen, guys, I'm sorry, but I'm not a mark for myself. BG and SVS, they're not marks for themselves either. We're all busy guys. We all got a lot going on in our lives. And we don't need to fucking, you know, stop everything that we're doing so we can do something in order for everyone to look at us. You know, that's just not the way we are. And um, if I can't devote enough time to give you guys a good product, then I'm just not going to do it. So I'm going to take a little brief hiatus once everything calms down and once everything, you know, is once all the stars align, I'll come back. We'll pick up right where we left off. But yeah, anyways, you know, I want to thank you all for for your support, man. You guys are the best listeners, man. Um, with the emails, I appreciate every single human being, alien, whatever the fuck, you know, cryptid, whatever. I appreciate everybody that has written a review for me. I appreciate, appreciate everybody that has shared our episodes. I appreciate everybody who, you know, tuned in on a weekly basis to one of our shows. And I appreciate, I just appreciate you all, man. You know, this is not a goodbye. This is more of a see you later. It's not the first time I've had to go on hiatus. And the last time you guys came back and... I hope to see you all again next time I come back. So, this is going to do it for me today, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for lending me your ears. Thank you for the amazing support and love that you all have shown me. This has been another edition. Not the last edition. But another edition of the Rational Rage Podcast. My name is Spiro. And until next time, there will be a next time. Stay alert, stay alive, because I expect to see you all back here. Rational Rage is over and out, but we'll be back.